might Benji, get hard. Benji bef- wiped his nose and then started jerking these guys off. <laughs> his snot was like the lube. I know. That's why I really need to wash that's my That's what dick. I'm surprised. Yeah. You. I would be cleaning that thing off. I dude. just, uh, you know, there. afterwards there was so much, like, chaos. Everybody was, you know, <laughs> laughing. No time to wash up. No time to wash up. I kind of just forgot. Mm. It's like an accident. <laughs> like Chernobyl. <laughs> what do you yeah, think you're is, in shock. You don't know what just What do you think is Sal's dad, Ralph? I I just well you know something occurred to me around Christmas time I was going to get me and my sister uh uh that DNA testing because I'm adopted right. and I was like oh this could be interesting me and now I'm just like I would never do DNA like imagine like all these relatives pop up like what the fuck am I going to do with that yeah, imagine it might yeah. be Sal's dad is your dad <laughs> <laughs> it might be brothers brothers yeah. Yeah. Ralph Governale <laughs> I wonder how many other you know this is tip of the iceberg. I wonder how many other kids your your father has. I don't know. Yeah, I, because like somebody said, these are just people who got a DNA test. Right. A lot, you know. Yes. Look, who the fuck knows? You know, and this could Sal, happen feel, every couple of Sal, years Sal, as I feel DNA so bad gets for you. Don't don't feel bad more for me. and more prevalent. You know, it may become the norm one day that everybody's Prevalent. DNA tested, <laughs> and more people will be coming home to you. Prevalent. He was a monster. I mean, I no. like. I, yeah, I thought my dad was bad. I mean, shit. Yeah, no, he was. You got to admit that. And and good for your sister to surprise him. I hope she gives him a heart attack now. I don't mean that, but you know, <laughs> I know come you on, mean. good. He How- deserves everything he gets. Howard, do you, you know, know when you can't get old? You can't get old and then have people feel sorry for you. What like, up, oh, Richard? Poor, poor. The one time Sal does feel comfortable kind of confronting his dad is they've been to some of his comedy shows. Yeah. And Sal will, like, goof on his dad fucking around oh, from, the on, from the stage. Oh, yeah. is that right? You, you incorporate his cheating? Into yeah. The... One time, yeah, I've That's done healthy. that. Yeah. How'd that go over? Like, what do you tell, tell him what you said? It was really I don't even funny. remember. What did I say? You're like, try not to fuck any of the girls here, oh, Dad. Yeah, something, something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. All right, Ralphie boy, thank you. I mean, so many people are calling in with their own horror stories. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm sure you opened up a Pandora's box. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, Cheryl. Uh, yeah, I just want to let Sal know that he's he's doing a public service here. This is wonderful that he's admitting this, but I'll make him feel better. Uh, my mother-in-law brought forth all the siblings that my husband didn't know about on my father-in-law's deathbed. My husband was shocked. Um, now she's in search of all of her kids that nobody knew about. So, Sal... Just, it, thank you for doing what you're doing, and I feel mm. bad for you, but good for you. This good has nothing you. to do with the story, but are you hot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are. Yes, Howard. Yes, Howard. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Right. I just want to know. I know that was irrelevant, Robin, but. Uh, but if you needed but, to know that. Yeah. It, the show it's is, your show. You have to ask show is extremely gay today. I need to know <laughs> yeah. if there are any hot women around. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> Well, Sal, thank you for sharing. And as right. uh, Cheryl there just said, uh, maybe you've done a public service, and uh, maybe, and uh, and then thank you for that. You got it. And right. good uh, luck happy, this Sunday. Happy Father's Day to you, Howard. Well, thank you. And thank I, you, Fred. You, and you when I tell you you're a good father, Howard, don't yeah. ever dispute. Me. I know. I'm going to I'm going to yell at my kids this Father's Day and say, "Listen, I'm going to tell you kids a story about Sal's father." Yeah. That's it. I expect a yeah. full report on Monday and how it went. Okay. All right. Done deal. Let us know. All right. All right. There you go. There's Sal Governale. And that's his hit song, Shake, Shake. We'll be right back. All right, so Brent, steamy. Brent, a lot of sex going on on the air today. A lot of gay sex. Super that, steamy. That was hilarious. hilarious. That was one of the funniest bits ever. Did you want to get in on that at all? Uh, did no. you want to see if Benji can get you hard or that's not your thing? You know, I was talking to Chris Wilding. I said, I just asked him, I was, I'm curious, like, you know, being a gay guy, could yeah. Benji get you hard? And he, he was like, no. No he way. Is, he was like, he's vile. He, he, was like, <laughs> he was like, I could be plastered and he couldn't get me hard. <laughs> well, Richard got very hard. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, very fast, very quickly, <laughs> I could, rapidly. Because we didn't even bother to say what the time was, That's because right. it happened so fast. I can identify with Sal's um, penis shrinking. Yes, because it's one of those thoughts is just so vile. Sal was very masculine. He <laughs> shrunk in the hands of Benji. All right, Brent. <laughs> all thank right, thank you. you. There's Brent. He knows it all. He knows about whiskey. He knows about Metallica and other things. <laughs> the Brent theme song. Before we get into news, I just wanted to plunk down the phone and, um, you know, I had a whole game to play today, but we ran out of time. Yeah. 
There was so much going on with the uh, extra long phony phone call and the hand job. The extra long penis measuring. The penis measuring. And <laughs> Sal's story about his dad that um, I actually, uh, thanks to our good sponsor, ZipRecruiter, I had some money to give away. So just without the games and all the nonsense, I'm just going to, who's this, Corinne, right? Yeah, it's corn from Columbus. Corn, corn, corn. Woo, 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 woo. This is corn. <laughs> corn, corn, corn. There you go. Uh, I want to know why you are so nice to JD. It's like you give him a pass on all the shitty things that he does. Like what? Like, what does he do? So one, he cursed you out on the air when you were trying to help him. Yeah. Like you, you tried to help him, he cursed you out on the air. He Ooh. announces his engagement Ooh. on Twitter. Well, I'll tell you why he cursed me out. I'll tell you what happened there. <laughs> JD yeah. is now in a marriage, which much to our all surprise, he's in a committed relationship with a very attractive woman, no less. But Howard, check this out. He would not be in that marriage without you. All like, right, fair enough. He wouldn't be I mean, there without you. I think JD would admit that that somehow he met his I wife. I don't know that he uh, gives you the acknowledgement credit. you deserve or the credit exactly. you deserve. Well, give the man, give the man the some. Hold on, JD. I'll talk <laughs> for you. You just sit quiet for a second. I'll get to you in a minute. This guy was washing his sheets every ten years and spending ten thousand dollars on cam girls before he came to you. And when he still came to you, he's JD because of you. Before that, he was fucking Jamie. <laughs> like, he wasn't even JD. I would agree with this guy. I don't know why he thinks I'm... Uh, why oh, is it? Be a man here for a second. Now, look. It's true. Everything you said. But give the man some dignity. Who? What? JD. What? Oh, I don't know who you're talking to or You about. know, he'd like to feel that, uh, you know, he had something to do with getting married. You know, you're, 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 you're emasculating him. No, but what I'm saying is when he comes at you, he does things to hurt you, and you just take it. Well, you know like why he Gary, does it. I know why, that, I know why he does it. He's wow. got this wife now, and she mm -hmm. she wears the pants in the family. <laughs> well, he, she you does. her the pants. I did, <laughs> I did. The pants. And okay. she hears the show while I'm lecturing J.D. on life and how he should behave. Normally he'd listen, and 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 he was a good student of mine. But uh, these life lessons I give him, they insult his wife. She gets very uh, irritated by it. She starts calling and texting and tweeting JD, and he's got to stand up to me for her honor. So leave me alone. We I'll spend whatever the fuck I want. Like, come on, man. I, I understand. I understand he's standing up for your honor, but I remember back in the day listen, when Mister. Listen, and friend she, Eric Norris would be pissed off, and you would say you would get his wife on the phone and yell at her too. Man, you think I'm you think I'm taking too much shit from JD? Don't need this hassle. I'm taking way too much shit from JD. JD. Like, way way too much shit. I don't understand how Gary can sit back there. And just Listen, like, uh, corn, wow. corn, Corin, yeah. Corin. Uh, look, I got a soft spot for JD. It's true. Everybody knows it. The kid works hard. I see him. Back there, he gets in at two in the morning. He's working here all day. No doubt, it's no hard doubt to be mad at the guy. Great job, great clips. I love when he pulls his clips from the computer. He works hard. Yeah, but I and I love that he's getting pussy. I mean, who would have thought <laughs> when I took over his life, this kid wasn't even getting laid. He never even had sex. Mm -hmm. I, 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 he is my Eliza Doolittle. <laughs> My fair lady. When are you going to be finished? I'm, when do we take him to the ball? When I'm dead. <laughs> JD, let me let me remind you. JD lost his virginity at 25. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Well, well, you're reminding him. Remind JD before he right, before he goes off like a rocket. Uh, yeah. Everyone's talking like I don't know all this stuff. I do. I don't know what the, what is going on. <laughs> JD lost his virginity at age 25. And that's when I stepped in. And uh, his life has improved. And I know, like any good uh, parent, I have to take the knocks. You know what I mean? No, you got to cut the umbilical cord. You that's think? what you got to do. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, hey, listen, 100%. I like your style, Corn. I'm going to give you the following. In honor of Father's Day, the perfect Father's Day gift is, of course, my new book, Howard Stern Comes Again. Everyone knows it. I mean, not only am I going to give you a copy of the book. Oh, wow. I would autograph it and write down something for you if you want me to. And I'm going to give you $500 cash courtesy of ZipRecruiter. Oh, 
while. Because you're right, well, that JD is a putz. He's <laughs> abusing him. You know the guy, the well, guy who steps in and loves him the most. He abuses. That's it, what I'm saying. Well, I understand. I hear you. I mean, uh, up for you, man. this was a guy who blew his tax return on a stripper. On <laughs> uh, <Cam> girls. On <laughs> cam girls. Anyway, you've yeah. won $500 cash courtesy of ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter, the smarter way to hire. What do you want me to put in your book, uh, Howard Stern? comes. So in? I'm a real fan. I already pre-ordered the book for myself. Right. But I would love you to sign up for my father to say, you know, um, from my dad, I'm Corin Jr., so he's also Corin, so you can so just write. To Corin Jr., I mean, to Corin Sr. <laughs> Corin Sr., yeah. yeah, to Corin Sr., uh, thanks for supporting me all these years from Howard. Something like, like that. He's the one that actually got me interested in you. Uh, I was like a young kid. He was, we would watch the E! Show together uh, way back in the day. C-O-R-I-N-N? Uh, one N. C-O-R-I-N. Yes, sir. To Corin Sr., what is that again? I got it, Howard. Uh, you got it? I All got right, it. Good. All right. Thanks, Dave, because J.D. works hard, but stop shitting on Howard. Thanks. All right. There you go. Thank you, Corn. <laughs> Hold the line for your prizes. All right. Isn't that thanks, nice, uh, Robin? The way that I'm, was very sweet. Yeah, no games, no nothing. Right there. Just Boom. a valued listener uh, getting a book. J.D.'s wife's on the phone. She wants oh, to yell no. at me. Yeah, go ahead, J.D.'s wife. You better fucking watch it, Stone. I ain't messing with your wife, you fucking ass. <laughs> Why does JD's wife have to be in a? Uh, she's um. We uh, don't know who she is. <laughs> she's disguising her and voice, and so she's in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for explaining it to me. I forgot. <laughs> That'll help the audience when they listen back with that question mark over their head. Uh, listen, I just I love high register Sean, but we're late in the show, oh. and I got to tell him I hope he should call back on Monday. Yes. I know you're against DNA testing. We got into this whole DNA discussion, Sean. That's why he's calling. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people are using DNA, like with Sal's father. They want to find out who their real fathers are. But Sean is just wants to give a quick message and say, do not do DNA testing. Why is that, Sean? Did you, you, if you submit your, 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 your DNA to, 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 to the government labs, you're, you're giving them the building blocks to to create the clone that that that, that they can use to, re, to to replace you to to conform with their agenda. I am extremely against the, this DNA testing. I I am for urinating in your yard. That is a smart move. Urinating uh, in the yard, you're for. All right, Sean. Yeah, like, like Richard's dad, that was excellent advice. Well, High Register Sean is making the point that the, the, you know, he has dog men that were created by the government living in his backyard. He's told you about that in the past. And he's saying when you do these DNA tests, the government is confiscating the DNA and creating your clones so they can replace you. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. All yes. Right. I, now, normally I, my head would explode, it on file. Uh, but I, I, I don't, you have, don't time. have time. Today yeah. So, Sean, call me back on Monday and we'll explore how what nonsense this is. OK. I I I'm going I'm going squat uh big 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 big, big, big foot I'm sasquatching this weekend and we're, Sasquatching. We're so hopefully yeah so ho hopefully I may I may make it back but heck alive something I'm yeah, gonna guess you're not Monday. gonna find Sasquatch but let's see okay, I'll so say we'll talk to you on Monday all right fair enough. Because Bye, nothing's going to happen this weekend. Right. We only we, we don't have much time. All right. High register Sean, everybody. What an exciting morning this is. <laughs> I think I just threw up. <laughs> Robin, it's time for news. You know this, John Stewart. When I'm in the mood for very serious news, I listen to Robin Ophelia Quivers on the Howard Stern Show. <laughs> Bravo. The wiener in between my legs is drooping to one side. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard.
that's of course an Elton John song. That was sent in by Elton Schlong. <laughs> Elton Schlong. Amazing. Yes. Uh, Robin, what's in the news? First of all. Robin. I don't know if you've heard about this Vietnamese film. It was a Vietnamese director, a woman, who is defending uh, the controversy over the intimate scenes involving a teen star in her movie. And it reminded me of when uh, Pretty Baby came out with Brooke Shields and people questioned letting a 12-year-old, I think, Brooke Shields appear in that film where she lived in a uh, a whorehouse. Right. And eventually was introduced into uh, prostitution. I think that was the gist of the movie. How did I miss that movie? You didn't see Pretty Baby? No, I don't think I did. a big starring role that that broke her as a huge star when she was a kid. 12 years old and she's like doing... uh, 12 or 13. And she's running around a whorehouse and, you know, older men are coming on to her. Wow. And uh, I don't know. I think as they progress, there's a whole thing about selling her virginity. Yep, that's how I met Fred. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in this Vietnamese film, a 13-year-old actress uh, is nude with her older co-stars. Oh, my goodness. The film focuses on women's rights and the challenges the country's patriarchal traditions pose for women. And she feels that it was valid to use an actress of that age to show what happens to young girls in some parts of her country. I think you can get a younger actress. I mean, a young looking actress. That's what they do in porn. But she decided to, and, and, you know, you have to ask, why would her mother, you know, her parents, I guess, were into this. Some parents just want their kids to be famous. They don't care what they have to do. Yeah. I mean, remember that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, was it the movie or the new TV show where uh, he wanted, he said, we have to put your baby on a diet. And the parents <laughs> are like, no problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like an infant. Uh, it's so great. Oh boy! Yeah, some parents really want their kid in show business. Yeah, so it makes them feel good. They do a lot of different things. So yeah, this yeah. this woman is now defending using yeah. a thirteen year old actress. We don't like it, right, Robin? Well, I thought Millie Bobby Brown's um, agent would have a lot to say about this. I don't know what he would do with Millie Bobby Brown in that situation. I want her to do it. Yeah. What? Yes. This girl can do it all. But she's... Millie Bobby Brown is now older than this girl. Yes. Very, very sophisticated young lady. I still think that's too young to be having intimate scenes and... Well, I I protect her, though. I'm her agent. How how do you protect her? Well, they want her to fuck around with Godzilla. I said no. (laughs) We rewrote. That's it. Rewrite will do anything. Sure. You you wouldn't let Millie Bobby Brown be in a love scene no, with Godzilla? Uh, uh, Millie Bobby Brown can play anything. She can play younger. She can play older. She can uh, Godzilla. They wanted her to, Godzilla to burn her clothes off. I said, no, that's too far. That's but, too far. But even if she could do it, do you think it's the right thing to do? How much do it pay? <laughs> hey, um, That's the bottom line. On our phone, Robin, is... Kevin. Kevin? Kevin from New York. Yes, Kevin. Hi, Howard. Hi, Robin. How you doing? All right. Uh, quite a roller coaster ride this morning, huh? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, quite a show. I had to uh, close my windows here. I live in a small neighborhood, and uh, I didn't want my neighbors thinking something weird was going on here. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> uh, I was originally calling to uh, compliment uh, Bill Maher, actually, on his uh, wisdom. By the way, are you using a phone or a walkie-talkie? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had you on speaker there. Yeah, I'm a fan of walkie-talkie, but not hey, for radio. Walkie-talkie. Yeah, hey, walkie-talkie. Okay, I'm back. How's that? Better? Yeah, much better. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was calling to uh, compliment Bill Maher on his uh, simple wisdom of uh, a number of things, but primarily just not eating sugar and not eating bread. Yeah, well... I'm not giving up bread. I don't care. I'm. I got a. I got a muffin top belly, but 
I, uh, I'm not giving it up. I, it's funny. Like I've given up everything. At what point am I going to not have a life? That's true. Maybe not giving up completely, but even just cutting down on those two items can make it. You know, and I'm not a health nut by any means. Last uh, night I ordered Chinese. I got the vegetarian uh, mushu chicken. Uh huh. And then I was like, I was thinking about what Bill said, and I'm, you know, how you get like fungus in your belly or something. Right. Right. And I was like, well, does that mean I don't order the mushu pancakes? And I'm like, that is what gets me off when I wrap up that vegetarian mushu chicken into that pancake. Yeah, without that. Yeah, where's the moo in the shoe? <laughs> That's just shoe and no moo. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I had three pancakes. They usually deliver it with two. I had three. And then whatever's left over, I combine it with brown rice and a little bit of dried beans. and Fantastic. And I was like, I knew I was doing the wrong thing. I'm sure Bill would have said, you know, hey. But you you're not suffering any consequences from it. Little gas this morning. That's it. <laughs> but you know what? I give, you think Bill doesn't have gas? You know what? It keeps Fred awake. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for that, Kevin. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know that uh, no or low carb is gas free. <laughs> A Kentucky hunter is getting new attention after an interview about uh, the backlash following a giraffe kill in South Africa in 2017. 101. 101. What? Why are people kill? How could you ever kill a giraffe? How could you ever? Shame. Beautiful animals. I, I fed a giraffe. One oh one. You don't want to hear about me feeding a giraffe? Well, afterward, <laughs> like it no. would make have more impact. Okay, I hear you. You sound like Beth. Like, <laughs> yeah, quiet down. This is um a part of the black giraffe that I shot. Black due to old age. Something that I could take around with me and have him with me on all my hunts. I got the gun case made, and I have decorative pillows made out of him, and everybody loves them. So tell me about that giraffe. He tell was me delicious. about that whole experience. <laughs> He's delicious. He really was. Not only was he beautiful and majestic, but he was he was good. How do people react? How did she think people were going to react to that? Oh, I think she thought she was going to get a round of applause. Who is this woman? Her name is Tess Talley. And what did she and like like how do she I know her? She went on some safari. Yeah. And it was a conservation hunt, is what they call it, when they're trying to thin the herd. Oh, please! That's all horse shit, anyway. They'll do just fine if you don't, if you're not there to. Thin yeah, somehow the herd. before there were people, there was thinning yeah. of a herd. Yeah. Well, look. But she was, she's sort of justifying it by I used everything. I made pillows. I made a gun case, and I ate the meat. I don't know. I'm so into this animal rescue. I, I can't even tell you how affected I am by it. Last night we were with this. Uh, we have this other. We have so many cats we've saved, but we have one living with us now. Uh, beautiful Persian, but was like I don't know what the story is. This cat's ten years old. They they were over medicating the cat and this and that the other thing, and now we're just starting to get him into shape. He's feeling good. He's eating normally. He's growing. He's ten years old. He was underweight. What were they medicating him for? Oh, my God. I I think what happens with Persians is that when they take a dump, sometimes their fur is so unnaturally long because man breeds them mm -hmm. that the duty gets caught sometimes in their fur. Very definitely. They have yeah. to be clean. Yeah. And so people don't know that. They just want they get these cute cats that they pay all this money for. And then all of a sudden they're cleaning shit out of its fur because they don't know anything what they're doing. And then they I think they put him on like an anti- a diarrhea kind of medication. Oh. And they would put it on his ear, and his ear was all fucked up from the medication. Believe it or not, it could be administered through the ear. And then the ear that was losing fur, and the, and the poor cat was just, like, losing its appetite. It was, all, it was all nonsense. And so we got it off all medication. We're starting, you know, we're giving her a lot of love and grooming her and, uh, now she's just running around and she's so happy. Plus her, her, her collar was on too tight. So she has like all the fur is like, rubbed off, rubbed off. And, you know, now she's like kind of just enjoying life. And Beth said to me last night, let's just keep this one for a while because we just wanted to get really, really healthy and happy. And these animals are so sensitive and so sweet. And then, you know, then when I see somebody 
killing a fucking giraffe. If you've ever spent time around giraffes, and I've actually done this, I'm not bullshitting you. I used to go to a place called White Oak where I actually fed giraffes. And they're such beautiful, peaceful, gentle creatures. Same with elephants. How anyone could kill an elephant is beyond me. Because they're slow. Yeah, you know, and, and I guess guys feel real macho because they take their gun and they shoot an elephant. It's the easiest thing to kill. And they, and they really, they really are advanced animals, you know, with, with family structure and grieving, you know, so I don't know. I, I, I mean, we got to evolve a little bit as a society. I told you I was real proud of Governor Cuomo putting in that, uh, no, no one is banning, allowed banning uh, declawing. Yeah. yeah was a really nice thing. Opponents of uh, this viral video include the Humane Society, which is concerned that giraffe hunts threaten the animal's conservation status. Giraffe hunt. Sweet animals, like, so majestic. You so, know. yeah, it's... And I know if you're starving, okay, maybe you got to eat something. I get it. But that woman ain't starving. No, no, no. It was a fun uh, hunt. And the meat was delicious. And the pillows are magnificent. Oh, and everybody loves my gun case. I get to take him with me everywhere I go. Yeah. I hope you have an accident and people get to take you everywhere they go. <laughs> I'll carry you around. I hope those cannibals, cannibals that got uh, <laughs> Henry Winkler and... <laughs> Right. Polly Shore, get her. Mm. We know. have spoken about this this morning. They had a hearing on Capitol Hill yesterday about extending the coverage for uh, the survivors, the first responders uh, of 9-11. Yeah, John, John Stewart. Stewart went to the uh, Capitol to speak to the committee that deals with those funds they are about to run out and they need to be renewed and he was very forceful in what he had to say to the congress people he met with yeah, it was awesome here it is uh one seven is John saying that the room behind him is filled with first responders and in front of him is a nearly empty Congress. One seven. What an incredible metaphor this room is for the entire process that getting health care and benefits for 9-11 first responders has come to. Behind me, a filled room of 9-11 first responders and in front of me, a nearly empty Congress. Sick and dying, they brought themselves down here to speak. To no one. It's shameful. Well, he was on fire, man. Yeah. I was proud of him. He's a good dude, John Stewart. Like, really cares. And he says this indifference is costing the first responders time. One eight. Your indifference costs these men and women their most valuable commodity. Time. It's the one thing they're running out of. This should be flipped. This hearing should be flipped. These men and women should be up on that stage and Congress should be down here answering their questions as to why this is so damn hard and takes so damn long. He definitely got the job done, right? They're going to. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Why do you think you, you know, you had this long dissertation that you gave the other day about uh, people who serve. Yeah. In Congress and in right. other political uh, arenas and that you value them and that you do believe that they care and that they are, you know, there to do a job. Why did half the people or maybe even more than half the people who were supposed to be there not show yeah. up? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. That's fucked up. Really is. Well, you could even take it further. Why is Congress dragging its ass on something like this? These guys were all down. Well, there. I've been angry about this since 9-11. When these people, you know, uh, were told to go into that area, 
they were lied to yeah, and told right. that it was safe before the uh, the masks and so forth arrive that would protect them. I'm actually going down to Congress with people who are affected by 912, like Bobo. Remember, <laughs> you're going to represent Bobo's people. Bobo lost somebody on 912, but it wasn't for 911. No, and nothing to do with it. <laughs> Meanwhile, 110 is a former NYPD detective, Luis Alvarez. He's about to undergo chemo for the 69th time. 110. Less than 24 hours from now, I will be starting my 69th round of chemotherapy. Yeah, you you heard that correct. I should not be here with you, but you made me come. You made me come because I will not stand by. And watch as my friends with cancer from 9-11, like me, are valued less than anyone else because of when they get sick, they die. Yeah, I know a ton of guys. I'm, I, you know, I was talking about, we talked about this already this morning, but, but it's worth saying again. I know a lot of guys who were down there, and they all have some kind of cancer going on. It, it ain't a coincidence. It's like, it's crazy. Because breathing on all that stuff was just too toxic. And here's a former student, Leela Nordstrom, who says five of her former classmates have cancer. 111. I haven't even had my 20th high school reunion yet, but I already have five former classmates with lymphomas that I just know personally. My friend Michelle is in remission from thyroid cancer. Other classmates of mine have been diagnosed with rare bone cancers, testicular cancers, melanomas. There's even a male breast cancer survivor among us, um, as Dr. Moline was talking about earlier. Uh, BMCC students are sick, as are students from PACE, and as are many younger children from the area. And beyond cancer, plenty of us are already suffering from chronic 9-11-related conditions, myself included. I'm personally certified with asthma, with GERD, with chronic rhinosinusitis, and with PTSD. What's GERD? I don't know. That's yeah. a new one on me. I'll You're a nurse. Look that up. Shame on you. It's like acid reflux. Oh, acid reflux. GERD. GERD. I bet Gary has <clears throat> that. That's what he has? Yeah, that, that constant clearing of the throat, I think, is... I think you have GERD, dude. <clears throat> it was one of the things that was on the table. I don't think that's exactly what I have, but they, they mentioned it was possible. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Right, Fred? That... <clears throat> That's got to be something, right? It's got to be GERD. It sounds, GERD is the like worst name for a disease. If there is such a thing called GERD, nah, that's what good. it would sound like. I'm good. You know when I clear my throat both? That's good. It's good. And plantain mixed together. <clears throat> I think it's the combination of GERD and plantain. <clears throat> it's good taint. GERD taint. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just amazing. Robin and I are going to get down to Congress and <clears throat> represent some people, too. Right, Robin? That's right. We're going to represent. By the way, you know, you talk about people who uh, fall on heart. I, you know, it's in my head, this whole thing about Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman and those other families that cheated to get their kids into special schools. Right. First of all, my one question is, why did they pay so such? There were such disparities in the amounts right. of money different people paid. Some of the kids were really stupid. <laughs> you think yeah, that was like it? half a million stupid? <laughs> and then you got some that aren't so stupid. I don't know if that was it because I was listening to one newscast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they did the same thing. I think as Felicity Huffman, and she paid fifteen thousand, I think, and they paid half a million. You know, we're the real dummies. And and by the way, they they've yet to clean this up. Like they're going after Felicity Huffman and her husband, and uh, and Lori Laughlin, Lachlan, or whatever her name is, but. You know, what about the super rich who donate like a library? Well, those things aren't. That hasn't stopped. Yeah, but they're not against the law. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You mean like. If you donate so much money, they uh, uh, honor you with a building with your name on it or whatever. And you put in the agreement, my children, Bill, and their their children will be able to go to wow. the school. I didn't know that. That's not illegal. I didn't know that. It's right up front. Yeah, my dad uh, bribed a Harvard with a trillion dollars in order to get me in. 
Wouldn't, and, that, wouldn't that be what it would take? But what happens when these dummies go to the school? How do they pass? I mean, if if my father paid for me to go to Harvard, there's no way I could pass with all those smart kids. Well, it depends on your major. Yeah. Well, You're I mean, not necessarily going to be an engineer. That's true. Yeah. You know what I would have been? A communications major. <laughs> that's right. You can bullshit you your way taken, through that. in, you know, museum classes. Gym. I would be the gym coach from Harvard. Music appreciation. Yeah. So you, what you're telling me is college is a complete joke. It, it sort of is. Oh, that's horrible. For some people. But I heard a story today about a young woman who uh, became homeless hmm. with her mother when she was, I guess, starting high school. Right. And so they lived in a homeless shelter. Her mother uh, developed cancer, and that's why they wound up losing all their money. She couldn't work, and they ran out of money. She couldn't afford, ch- uh, you know, health care or whatever anymore. And so they wound up in a homeless shelter. She not only went to school from that homeless shelter, she just graduated with a full ride. Mm. To Harvard. Wow. Oh, that, that's an exceptional kid. And she has to go with these dummies oh, whose well. parents bought I'm a big proponent of college. I, college did me a lot of good. Well, it's really good for some people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of college degrees don't really prepare you for anything. I I went to college with someone from who, uh, well, I don't want to give their name, but they have GERD. Oh. <laughs> We used to listen to David Letterman any night, every night, and hear what he had to say about what was going on in the world. But we can't do that anymore. You don't know what he's thinking anymore. No, and it bothers me. I know. You're very upset about this. (laughs) Robin can barely sleep. But he does pop up every once in a while. Uh, He says he wonders what happened to Donald Trump before he was president. Where did he say this? I'm curious. Trump appeared on Letterman's NBC and CBS shows more than 30 times. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Over three decades. Right. Speaking to the Hollywood Reporters Award Chatter podcast recently. Wow. Letterman said he'd like to know which Trump is the real Trump. 119. He could take a punch. I think he just liked being on TV. Yeah. Had no sense that he was the uh, soulless bastard that he's turned into <laughs> because then you, you could he would laugh at himself everybody says oh wouldn't you like to talk to donald trump and i would and i would just like to say don it's dave remember me i want to talk to the real donald trump right, right. because i i don't know i i now don't know which is the real donald trump and and if the Donald Trump I was talking to is the real Donald, how do you get to be the guy he is now? Right. Yeah, Dave's right in a way because I, I wonder too. Like some of these views are just out of nowhere. The Donald Trump that I knew, and I didn't have a lot of political discussions with him, but I knew he was for Hillary Clinton. And I knew that he was also um, not anti-abortion for sure. Uh, I mean, those things, I mean, I, I never really discussed much with them, but in terms of politics, but I know, I know those things. I... Yeah. When did he make this huge yeah, change yeah. on those major issues? And if, but it's also every, you know, it's a lot of the other things that go on. You wonder, you know, what kind of heart this man has and who it goes to, as you said, you're the president of all the people, even the people who didn't vote for you. That's right. And a couple of weeks ago, I was reading an editorial in the Times and, you know, when the president decided he was going to walk out of those infrastructure negotiations with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. He said, uh, you know, you're investigating me. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you. And he walked away. Now that hurts the american people that's right what about the people who elected you they are some of those people and some of us who didn't vote for you are some of those people but it's about america you keep talking about making america great you can't only have it great for you know a certain portion of the population so I wonder what's going on in his heart and his head when those things happen because of the you know the editorial 
The person who wrote the editorial was pointing out that Bill Clinton was under investigation when he sat down with Congress and negotiated an infrastructure deal. If he had knocked up Stormy Daniels, he would have been pro-abortion. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he's he's very much pro-abortion right. when if that happens. That's right. For sure, for sure. You'd be surprised how pro-abortion people can be when it really comes to and down to it. Uh, what else is in the news, Robin? Anything else? Well, the president, as usual, is in the news, and politics right. is in the news. Jitties. Oh, my. Uh, the president and Joe Biden were in Iowa yesterday. And the new polls are showing that uh, Joe Biden would beat the president by 13 percent if he ran against him today. Now, surely that will change as time goes on. But right now in the early running, Joe Biden seems to have this uh, amazing lead over Donald Trump. And everybody's making a big deal about it. But I keep thinking to myself, weren't all the polls wrong <laughs> during the last election? Doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, they're out there on the campaign trail. And Donald Trump is touting his Mexico tariff deal. He's very proud of it. And I can't find my name. Mexico is doing a great job at the border, really helping us. We want the Democrats to help us as much as Mexico. And we'll have absolutely no problem at the border. We'll clean it up very quickly. Nice. Yes. Right. One, two, three. Very good. And, uh, Joe Biden says that the president is destroying our our reputation around the world. And we can overcome four years of this presidency. It'll go down in history as an aberration. No, I really mean, I think we can overcome it. A lot of damage has been done. It's going to take a lot of hard work. But he thinks we can turn this ship around and save our reputation. Meanwhile, I think there's going to be some debating pretty soon among all of these Democratic candidates. Yeah, this week, uh, I think Friday or Saturday. And they have announced that the uh, moderators in that first deba debate are going to be Rachel Maddow, Chuck Todd, and Lester Holt. All right. So uh, that will be happening they say um, the event is set for June 28th or June 26th and oh. 27th in Miami. Oh, so what's today? Oh, it's not nearly that. It's what, the 10th or 11th? This 12th. is not the 28th? The 12th. <laughs> oh, okay. So another week, two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Who cares? Whenever it happens. But it'll be interesting. I think yes. that's a big deal for uh, Rachel. To now be uh, considered for a debate, one of the questioners. I wonder if Rachel was listening to the show when uh, Benji was jerking off Sal and uh, Richard. <laughs> I wonder if she heard it. Also, the president said he got a very nice letter from Kim Jong-un. Who do you think we get hard first if Benji was uh, handling their penis, Trump or um, Joe Biden? Oh. I think Donald. I was going to say, well, I'd have to lean toward Donald. Yeah, Donald, so. uh, you know, he likes anything <laughs> pleasant right. <laughs> being done or said. That's right. President, Trump is more sexual, I think. President Trump says that he received a beautiful letter from North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Isn't that nice? Talking with reporters at the White House yesterday, he again expressed optimism about talks on denuclearization of the North. He argued that the situation with North Korea is much better now. Trump said that he inherited a bad mess when he took office. And he stressed that there has been no nuclear testing by the uh, North and no tests of long range missiles since negotiations started. So he says he's doing good right. on that uh, front. Very nice. He will be returning to the Capitol for another round of, oh, I'm sorry, this is Donald Trump Jr. will be returning to the Capitol for another round of questioning by members of the Senate Intelligence Committee today as well. All right. But those are closed door 
hearings. So right. we don't get to see what's going on. Okay. Don't know why about that, but guess we got to take what we can get. Food maker Kraft Heinz. I didn't know they had combined. See, everything's now a conglomerate. Heinz used to be one company and Kraft was another company. Now they're the same No, I have no problem with that. I don't care whether you have a problem. It's just that every time I turn around, there's another merger. I don't have a problem with it, Robin. My point is that we didn't get such an easy time merging. Wow. <laughs> That's right. We didn't. <laughs> but everybody else does. They were worried about Sirius XM. <laughs> Food maker Kraft Heinz is out with a way to fool kids into eating salad. It's called salad frosting. That sounds healthy. <laughs> the company says in a release, kids will eat anything with frosting, right? It calls the tube with the word salad frosting on the label a match made for dinnertime bliss. Mm, oh, that sounds horrible. Salad frosting is actually just ranch dressing by another name. Yeah. So it's just ranch dressing. It's not frosting. It's rebranding. Yeah, but they're trying to fool the kids by calling it frosting. Like the kids can't tell the difference. You want kids to eat healthier, show them a picture of the people who work here. (laughs) (laughs) They'll, They'll be real interested in cardio and... Eating healthy. <laughs> it's an amazing turnaround. I, I, tape that, I tape that right to my refrigerator. Prosecutors are extremely confident about securing a conviction if they decide to retry former NFL tight end uh, Kellen Winslow, the second San Diego County District Attorney. Dan Owens said only a few holdouts triggered a deadlock on several Charges in this case, 116. All right. They voted 10-2 in favor of guilt on the forcible sodomy of Jane Doe 2. They voted 10-2 in favor of guilt for the forcible rape of Jane Doe 4. It was interesting to me because of the earlier in the week we were talking about a man who raped a 76-year-old woman. All of the victims in this case were in their 60s and 70s. This former baseball player was, I mean, football player, was accused of rape and exposing himself to several different women who had no connection to each other. And uh, he was convicted on those two counts, but the jury deadlocked on several others. And so they are thinking of declaring uh, or trying to retry those other counts. Uh, the judge declared a mistrial in the counts the jury could not come to a decision on. And this uh, gentleman is the son of a football great. So he followed in his father's footsteps on the football field. But, uh, you know, his dad was well-respected and a revered football player. And now he has come along and muddied up the water. All right. I don't know how many years he could get for the, the two counts he was convicted on, but he's definitely going to be heading to prison. And then they will decide whether they're going to retry the other counts. 25 years since the trial of the century. On June 12th. That's what we will be celebrating, and it seems that June 12th is today. Today marks the anniversary of the O.J. Simpson murder case. Look out! Here's a a KNBC helicopter reporter who was live when people started getting close to O.J.'s white Bronco. 115. All these people know that what is happening. They have to. They Again, they're... Some are actually entering the number one and number two lanes. So that was a a slow car chase by the police that stopped everything. I there, were, the fifth. there were basketball playoffs going on. They were interrupted to show OJ really slowly man. going down the road after uh, it was announced, I guess, that he had 
they had warrants for his arrest in the murders of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. Yeah, they interviewed OJ. He said he's living in a no negative zone now, whatever that means, where he's, you know, I guess it means he's not around negativity about being OJ. Yeah, because uh, prior to that, he was not. And he did wind up in prison. I bet Ron Goldman's dad is living in a negative zone. Yeah, too. That's And and uh, Nicole Brown's family. I saw Denise Brown was uh, at some ceremony yesterday right. for to commemorate Nicole. And it was about battered women and uh, how people now speak up as a result. Of that case. OJ's kids live in a no mother zone. I wonder how they deal with that. Like they, I think they, I wonder if they even have a relationship with OJ. I don't know. You know, I sort of lost, lost track, track of that yeah. whole thing. I know the Browns got custody of them. Whole thing's so aggravating. You're still angry. I hear yeah. it in your voice. I'm, I'm upset. I'm upset. I can't even say upset. I'm saying set. <laughs> this David Ortiz case continues they another person was arrested this is a second suspect in the shooting of the former baseball superstar david ortiz a tv producer and friend of ortiz in the dominican republic tweeted a photo he says shows the man who shot the longtime red sox slugger sunday night the alleged getaway driver was arrested after the shooting and will be charged with being an accomplice to the attempted murder he has said so far that he didn't know who he was picking up and and uh you know, he just accepted a fare, and mm-hmm. the guy came to the uh, the nightclub that Ortiz was in and walked in and shot him. The 43-year-old Ortiz is in intensive care at Mass General Hospital in Boston. He reportedly took his first steps since surgery on Tuesday and talked with his family. So he mm-hmm. is recovering, but... They're still rounding up people in that case in the Dominican Republic. Uber says it's on track to start flying its first electric car taxis on a demonstration basis. Did you hear that? Yeah, I like that. You want electric uh, an electric car taxi that's going to go up in the air? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would like that. I really would like that. <laughs> it's going to give potential riders an idea. The ride-sharing giant showcased the latest concept of the aircraft at the annual Uber Elevate conference in Washington, D.C. Finally, it's like the age of the Jetsons. That, that's what I thought when yeah, I read it. I, said, I love it. We have been waiting for flying cars. Yeah. How since fast the can they 60s. go? How fast? Well, it doesn't matter really how fast you go. There's no stop signs and traffic, no traffic lights up there. Look at that. You don't even have I know you have to fly fast enough to take off. So how about Ronnie the Flying Limo Driver? <laughs> what do you think of that name? Do you think Ronnie's going to take flight? Yes. Yeah. He better. Or else I'm going to dump him. I want a flying limo. You don't want to be stuck in traffic no, anymore. No, no, no. Well, I would love to see. I would love to. What that looks like, I don't know if I'm going to get the chance. Right. But that sounds exciting. Yep. All right. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Robin.